Hi, you're listening to the Ambition Podcast. I'm Ellen Buchan, Communications and Insights Assistant at Amber. Last month, I had a conversation with Natalia Kelly. We spoke about her organisation, La Milla, which was set up as an alternative to fast fashion. Here's that conversation. Hello, so can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your career, please? Um, sure. About myself. Mm, so I was born and I grew up in Poland, uh, where I have completed my master's. And I was working also for a um, national dating newspaper uh, for the online department. And then at some point I have uh, decided to, 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 to study an MBA. And I moved to Milan, uh, where I was studying and working on the, on multiple digital and non-digital projects as a, a consultant. Um, after that, I also gained some international um, experience in Germany and Romania. And then finally, I moved back to Milan. And uh, here I started my own uh, sustainable eco-business. So, what made you choose MIP Polytechnico de Milano to do your MBA? Um, so, why MIP Polytechnico de Milano? I mean, uh, firstly, um, a good reputation and position in international MBA rankings. Secondly, I value I value a lot the fact uh, that MIP is a um, business school of Polytechnico de Milano. And that's a good technical school with um, great history. And uh, last, last uh, but not least, MIP offers also multiple opportunities to gain uh, consultancy experience due to the project work program. Uh, so you can actually put your hands uh, on work before the graduation day. And so how does doing your MBA inform the creation of your organization? Um, so, well, for sure, it gave me good knowledge of business uh, overall. Mm, the basics every entrepreneur needs to know. Um, it gave me also the opportunity to study and learn from uh, great uh, international lecturers and, and colleagues. Uh, because, believe me or not, but having an um, international circle of friends and colleagues helps a lot to open your mind, new ideas and different perspectives um, and um, this actually helps a lot. And so how did you come up with the idea for your organization, the Milla? So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just, uh, it's all about sustainability and I'm just a part of being a fashion company and I'm just very much into sustainability. It started when I had uh, my children and I just wanted uh, to raise them in a healthy environment. I started with um, organic food, later clothes and uh, reducing the usage of plastic, eating less meat, etc. I mean, it doesn't mean that I was and I'm still doing everything perfectly, but um, at least I'm trying. And (laughs) generally, I think it's about trying. But uh, while reading and educating myself, I was shocked. And um, when I learned, we wash our clothes, and and nowadays people buy mostly synthetic 
clothes, which basically are a form of plastic. So every time we wash our clothes, we release millions of microfibers into water, which takes them later into oceans. And those super small pieces of plastic, um, they are eaten by fish, which later uh, land on our plates. So everything is coming back to us and on our plates, for example, uh, not, and not, but not only. And then later I was also informing myself about the conditions of work in many developing countries, the usage of chemicals, pesticides, um, the low quality of production, which leads to frequent and unnecessary shopping habits. And uh, I said, no, I mean, it doesn't have to work this way. And I said, okay, let's try to, to, to make clothes in more sustainable way and um, leave this world in a, in a bit better shape for, for the next generations. Also my kids, no? Um, that's why Lamilla's uh, La clothes are 100% natural, we don't use synthetics at all, and we produce uh, locally. So I believe those are the basics for, for a fashion company which uh, would like to become uh, sustainable or as we, we started as a sustainable company. And were you interested in fashion before you started the organisation or was this just something that you, what was the most important thing that you could add to the sustainable um, like organisation? Yeah, actually before I, I was not so much into fashion but seeing um, how much it is actually polluting our environment and um, the fashion is something what we buy uh, uh, really regularly and um, also seeing how many things I buy for, for myself, for kids, you know. I said, this is something what um, we, I can really produce here in Italy in a, a really good level and uh, it can be really sustainable, ecological, and it can really make a, make a change. It can be different, okay? So I said, um, I'm in the right place. Italy is a, it's a really right place to, to um, open a fashion startup and here there are, there um, really are not so many eco, eco fashion startups yet. Um, so I thought it could be it could be a great idea. And so what were the biggest challenges in starting up your organization? Um, well, to be honest, um, there were many. <laughs> um, a startup is always a startup, and um, you need to write down the history of your own company from zero. And you really, really need to make things happen. So um, I'm fighting with time, budget, bureaucracy, many others, uh, but also I'm learning and this is more than sure. Like um, running a startup, it's a, it's a great adventure. Um, on the way, there are also many unexpe unexpected events, like uh, what happened to us, um, COVID-19, um, which uh, had um, impact uh, on not only on Italy, on global economy, uh, but it it has uh, changed and it's still changing the way we work or we make business. So I believe uh, COVID is the biggest um, challenge for, for Lamilla and uh, I believe for, for most of the companies nowadays. Definitely. Um, <laughs> so 
Well, I was on your website and I saw that you have a project called You Wear, We Plant. Can you tell me a bit more about that? Yeah. Um, this is actually um, a project that I'm um, really proud of, um, an initiative, uh, let's say, um, or maybe even a project, not a project, because it's a part of um, idea for La Milla. So a part of producing uh, 100% ecological clothing in a sustainable way. Lamilla also donates some money to uh, to our American NGO, Eden uh, Reforestation Projects. And uh, for every product we sell, we basically plant five trees. And um, Eden, of course, uh, uh, helps us on this. Uh, and where we plant matters as well, because basically they create jobs in countries like Haiti, Nepal, Madagascar, um, and they are helping people coming out of extreme poverty. And uh, they, they try to make their lives better. And actually, this works uh, very, very well, the program. Um, so they help the environment itself to renew, um, to absorb more CO2, and um, to make those deforested parts of the world a uh, better place to live. Uh, but they also help people to... to to have better lives, to be able to buy food or send their kids to school. So this is something important. And that's amazing. Did that start with the start of your organisation or did you kind of implement that as you went along? No, I actually, um, when, when I was doing the research about how to actually start uh, with the company uh, I found those kind of organizations um, and the solutions which were already uh, in the market and I decided to, to implement it from the very beginning. So actually we, we, we didn't sell even one single uh, clothing without planting um, trees and helping to this organization. So we 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 are partners of Eden reforestation projects from the very beginning and um, I'm very very happy about it <laughs> it works really well I don't want to put you in a spot but I'm just interested but no worries <laughs> um, how many trees have you um, contributed and um, being planted so for now let me check um, I don't remember the exact number but there are over 2000 um, trees planted for now and uh, we are we are just um, at the very beginning um, because Lamila started um, in December 2019, and I really hoped that we we could be planting um, many more trees in the future. That's absolutely incredible. Well done. Uh, <laughs> Thanks. So what's next for Lamila? Well, we we work on new partnerships. Um, uh, we are always focusing on e-commerce and international markets. Mm, and I, I think it's a good strategy also um, in the times we live uh, now um, in the COVID, uh, <laughs> the times after COVID-19. Um, so we also work on um, new products. So we are introducing now uh, new sustainable textiles to our portfolio. Um, and the, the market after COVID-19 is, is definitely much more conservative 
is different, but uh, there are also new opportunities um, due to the massive uh, digitalization. So um, this gives uh, a lot of hope. And uh, but okay, let's see what the future will um, bring us. So, what would you like people to know about fast fashion that may stop them from shopping in such an unsustainable way? Yeah, I mean, um, I have really a lot to say, <laughs> but and, and this is really a wide topic. But okay, uh, uh, let's let's stay focused maybe on two main issues. Uh, which is planet and people. Those are also the, the basics, uh, the fundamentals of, of my, my company, La Milla. Um, so it's, it's people first. Um, let's, let's maybe ask ourselves, why do we enjoy buying fast fashion? We, because, I mean, I was enjoying fast fashion before too, before I educated myself a little bit better. So, well, it's cheap. It's colorful and shopping makes us happy. For a, for a short, short while, but still it, make, it makes us happy. So there are those um, few reasons. But the most important uh, one is, is the price and um, availability. So often, um, and often we are really too busy with life and we have so many things to do during the day that we really don't ask ourselves important questions like this one. I mean, how come it is so cheap? I mean, because a T-shirt may cost just a few, few euros or a few pounds, right? And fast fashion is cheap because some, some poor ladies working hard all day long somewhere in Bangladesh, India or Morocco, they are paid very little amount of money for their job. And often those ladies, ladies because those low-paid jobs are mostly done by women, um, they are working in, let's say, not not the best working conditions. So nowadays, fast fashion companies say they are they are they are really uh, able to control this situation um, much better than before. But it's 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 something it's really not often often it's not true. Uh, sometimes not even because they are lying, but simply because because they don't know. Because they can't know. Um, because if you are not there, I mean, in India, Morocco, if you don't control the situation um, in the plant, you can't really know for sure what is happening. And this is how fast fashion works. Because big companies have uh, subcontractors in China, for example. And those subcontractors uh, in China, they have their uh, own subcontractors. And uh, even those other subcontractors, they have even more subcontractors. So the structure of those um, business connections is very complex. It's very intricate um, and often impossible to control. And even if you want to control, you just can't. And um, I believe that there are some solutions for those kind of problems, like a company may own a production facility in China, for, for example. But, and, and then they are, the company would be able to control all the processes, their working conditions, and, uh, and so on. But it happens very rarely. Because it's costly, basically. And um, why am I saying this one? Um, those informations were lately confirmed while uh, I was discussing new business opportunities with Asian company. So there was a company 
interested in our products and they wanted to introduce them in Asia. Um, they also wanted to take care of production. But again, this is how this business works. They would not uh, own the production facility. But like most of the other companies, they would just outsource the production to smaller companies. And they could not promise the basics that I was insisting on. Not, not because they didn't want to. They said it's, it's just impossible with this business model. So um, that's why I prefer to keep my company small and um, small for now and then follow my philosophy of creating clothes in a responsible way. Um, that's why Lamilla produce, um, produces locally in Italy. Uh, yes, we still do have subcontractors, small studios here in uh, um, Milan area, uh, but I do visit them often. We are always in touch and transparency is not an issue here. Um, we know where we produce. Um, of course, it has some some important impact on the final price of the of, of the product but uh, at least we really do follow the the sustainable sustainable philosophy um and then um second thing we said was environment so people and environment um lamilla uses only ecological textiles uh, we use uh, only 100% organic uh, GOTS certified cotton, which is actually the best choice if we think about cotton. Uh, so global organic textile standard certification ensures organic status of textile, beginning, um, beginning with uh, harvesting of the raw materials to, to labeling. So um, in few words, if a customer sees um, God sign certification, it means that the cotton was grown up in a certified plantation and textile was done by certified manufacturer. Um, going a little bit more into details, all the chemical inputs must meet requirements on toxicity and biodegradability. So, no toxic uh, heavy uh, metals, aromatic solvents, etc. are used uh, in production. Um, the producers should also keep records on the use of water, energy, consumption, etc. And um, the wastewater, this is really important, the wastewater must be treated um, treated in a, a functional treatment plant. All of that, it's important to, to protect our environment, um, the animals and even our own health because, uh, as I said, everything what we put into soil, into air, into textile, it will come back to us sooner or, sooner or later um, with what we eat, for example. Um Another ecological textile which we will uh, soon have in our portfolio is tensile. Um, and both um, organic cotton, tensile, and later also it could be linen and uh, hemp. Um, those are the most ecological and natural textiles, uh, which, if produced in a sustainable way, are um, much less harmful to, to humans, to animals, to, to our environment. And why 
am I saying? Am I am I saying about this one? Because fast fashion companies they use mostly synthetic textiles, and uh, the question is why? And again, because they are cheap, because they are produced in in, in factories by humans uh, through chemical uh, synthesis. So uh, polyester, acrylic, nylon, rayon, spandex, latex. Um, they all are made by uh, joining monomers into polymers by the processes of polymerization. Pure chemistry, nothing which is natural. Uh, but yeah, those textiles are cheap. Uh, so, plus they are easy in production, um, they are elastic, uh, they look good and the uh, but they don't give this nice natural feeling. They don't let your skin to breathe, um, and they are highly polluting our environment. Um, most of those synthetic textiles are um, unfortunately not a good quality. Um, so maybe we use uh, um, we use the, um, a clothing made of. Uh, synthetic textiles once or twice or a few times even and then uh, usually it's been it's 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 finishing on the landfill and polluting our environment even more and again maybe maybe if we would uh, be used to recycle recycling clothes uh, much more um, it could be better but no I mean most of the fast fashion is finishing in the landfills uh, because it's so quality and uh, basically that's it uh, this is how it's done um, the companies need to make sure that next month or in two months you're gonna buy a new dress or a new sweater so um, one important thing and I believe fair is to say about ecological textiles is that if you take care of them properly, uh, they will last long. Uh, they will last longer than uh, synthetic ones. And truly, ecological textiles like cotton, tensile, linen, hemp, uh, they need uh, special treatment. So the most crucial thing is to wash them in low temperatures. Uh, so like 30 degrees would be fine, not more. And if we treat those textiles uh, with respect, they will stay with us uh, really for a long time. I must admit, I didn't know a lot of the things you just mentioned there. If well, I do want to start shopping more sustainably, so <laughs> do you have any tips on how to go about doing that? Yeah, actually, everybody can do can do something to reduce um, his or her fashion environmental impact. Um, I believe there are three basic uh, basic rules. First. Mm, if you buy, you buy better. And what does it mean to buy better? Um, better means buying a little bit better quality, maybe better design. Well, what does it mean better design? A design which lasts years, not just one season. I mean, because, of course, it, it's, it's maybe it makes us happy to buy a very colorful skirt, but those colors... Um, will they be in fashion or uh, uh, for a few seasons? Hopefully, yes. I mean, if yes, then uh, 
that's um, that's better um, that's the better product. And let's shop from better brands. Um, I don't say immediately let's shop from La Milla, but there are already um, a good amount of brands on the market. And they are producing and trying to produce in a more um, responsible and sustainable way. Um, so focusing on them would be would be great. Second thing, uh, let's choose natural fibers because they come from earth. They are easy to recycle. Um, they are decomposing quickly. Um, so they are just a better choice for our skin. Uh, letting it to breathe uh, freely, and then even, even, even if you will have to ever throughout um, clothing made of natural textiles, they will just they will just decompose quickly. Um, and the third thing, just do not throw away. So um, let's take care of our clothes. Let's wash them in low temperatures. Uh, let's try to repair them if, if necessary and if it's not to let's donate them if we don't like them anymore um, and um, if it's not possible of course some some clothes will have to uh, land in landfills but uh, they will not stay there for hundreds of years like uh, synthetic clothes um, they will decompose quickly uh, and uh, they will, it will be much uh, much less harmful to our environment and um, this is what we want to avoid the throwing out the clothes and uh, letting them to stay, stay for hundreds of years in the landfills um, if we can avoid this one it's, it's, uh, it's already a great thing so I believe everybody can do something making really really small sacrifices because i mean even to 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 keep your old clothes aside and to to bring them to um, a shop where they do uh, recycling where, where they collect all old clothes or maybe to a charity shop this is something everybody can do well thank you i think you've given me a lot to think about um in my shopping habits and how to go forward and um, it's been amazing to talk to you it was nice to talk to you too. Thank you for, for having me. Well, I definitely learned some things about fast fashion that I didn't know before. And I definitely will be changing the way I shop after that conversation with Natalia. If you'd like some more thought leadership, go to www.associationofmbas.com forward slash ambition. And make sure to listen to the next ambition podcast.